Good morning, everybody. We have a mixed trade in the grain markets here early on Tuesday morning. I'm running a few minutes behind today. It is 6.35 a.m. Central Time. December corn futures down one and a half at 5.31 and a half. November soybeans down four cents at 12.24 and a quarter. December Chicago wheat up one and a quarter at 7.33. December Kansas City wheat up three quarters of a cent at 7.35 and a quarter. December spring wheat is up five at 9.50 and a half. Hey, if you guys are watching on YouTube, thank you. We hit 3,000 subscribers yesterday. So I appreciate it. Let's keep it going. If you have not subscribed to the channel, uh, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you hit that like button. Help YouTube to uh, spread this stuff out for me. If you need some additional assistance from me, go to my website, standardgrain.com. Click on Grain Marketing Plan. Check out the subscription service, guys. Ton of information from me, uh, $49.99 a month. Uh, my morning newsletter, subscriber-only videos, text message service. This is a monthly subscription. Cancel at any time. No other fees. No other obligation. I will not try to sell you anything else. I promise. We have a USDA report today. This is the monthly crop production and WASD report. Um, in general, traders expect a slightly smaller corn yield number versus last month. 176 even is the average trade guess ahead of the report. 176.3 was the number last month. And soybeans kind of the opposite expected. 51.1 is expected uh, in regard to the soybean yield. 50.6 was the number last month. So you're looking for a uh, slightly lower corn yield versus last month slightly higher soybean yield. There are certainly still some people out there who believe that additional acreage revisions are forthcoming. We saw USDA adjust their corn and soybean acreage numbers last month um, as a result of some FSA data. We'll see if they do the same this month. When it comes to the carryout numbers, uh, this soybean um, uh, number is of particular interest. The soybean carryout estimate for this current marketing year, which ends on August 31st of next year, uh, is expected to rise drastically versus last month. Last month, that number was 185 million bushels. The average trade guess ahead of the report is 300. Some analysts believe it could be as high as 373. That was the upper end here. So the, the reason for this big jump um, the, the, the expectation for this big jump has to do with a couple of things. Uh, first off, on September 30th, USDA told us that the 2020 U.S. bean crop was 81 million bushels larger than their previous estimates. So that has to be incorporated here. Uh, the other issue is that we're looking for a higher yield number. So that's more bushels on the balance sheets. Um, a third issue that um, uh, may be included in today's report is that Export sales have been very poor, and you could make the argument potentially that USDA should reduce their export projection for this current marketing year. That being said, it's very early in the marketing year, and USDA may very well wait uh, another month, another two months, even another three months before making that revision. But I believe that that soybean carryout, or that soybean export projection rather, needs to come down unless China really uh, shifts gears here and decides to get really aggressive with purchases. Uh, they simply have not been. So that. That report will be out at 11 a.m. Central Time. Be prepared uh, for a little bit of volatility in the markets around that time. Uh, the Chinese government lowered its projection for the country's corn crop. I talked about this just yesterday. So they had all sorts of rain uh, beginning in the month of September, and it has damaged crops in some areas, quality issues. The forecasts uh, for acreage imports and, consum and consumption were unchanged. Um, the new estimate is 271 million metric tons down from 271.9 uh, previously. This would still be a record crop by a fairly wide margin, at least when you compare it to historical USDA data. The previous record for Chinese corn production was about 265 million uh, from back in 2015. So uh, in any case, it still appears as if we'll have a record crop in China. 
Corn and soybean planting in Brazil continues. Well-followed group Ag Rural said that the country's soybean crop was 10% planted as of October 7th versus 3% last year. They were delayed last year. This year, I think, is, is more normal. The country's first corn crop, 33% planted versus 39 last year. Uh, this was a quote from uh, Ag Rural. There was rainfall in a large part of Brazil last week, which favored field work in regions where the planting was already advanced and also allowed the sowing to start in regions where producers were waiting for better humidity conditions. Uh, they have caught some rain in Brazil and they are going to catch a whole bunch more. This is the uh, forecast according to the GFS uh, total accumulated rainfall from now through the 25th of October. Um, almost every major corn and soybean growing area in the country is going to see uh, some pretty heavy rain. I mean, some of these areas are going to see four or five inches of rain, which is probably excessive. But Brazil's starting the season very, very dry, and they need to catch up in terms of moisture. So, I mean, even southern Brazil is going to catch some rain here. And then up here into your key uh, soybean growing areas, um, first corn crop, a lot of it is along this uh, eastern area here. So they're going to catch some rain. And at this very moment, I would probably make the argument that Brazil has all the potential in the world to produce a record soybean crop, a record corn crop. We know that they'll plant record acreage uh, of both crops. The White House is calling for OPEC to do more to support the global economic recovery. Um, essentially, the Washington, the the administration, they want OPEC to increase production, and OPEC doesn't want to. Uh, officials in D.C. say that they are closely monitoring, closely monitoring the cost of oil and gasoline. Uh, this was a quote from a White House official: "We are using every tool at our disposal to address anti-competitive practices in the U.S. and global energy markets to ensure reliable and stable energy markets." Um, OPEC doesn't want to raise production because they're worried about additional virus outbreaks that would hurt demand. So they're worried about that issue where here in the U.S., we're worried about rising gas prices, rising energy prices, shortages, all of that sort of stuff. Uh, on that note, gas prices are rising drastically. AAA reported on Monday that the U.S. national average gas price hit a hit a uh, seven-year high of $3.28 per gallon. Uh, the average price was $2.19 on this date a year ago. So all of those challenges associated with COVID and OPEC and all these supply chain issues, um, are certainly problematic here when it comes to gas prices. My chart's delayed here. The, the, the actual number is 329. It says 319 on my chart. But uh, you can see we are up into some you know seven-year highs in terms of the national average gas price. The all-time high occurred back in 2008. It was like 410, somewhere in that neighborhood. So um, I think this probably gets worse before it gets better, if I had to guess. But uh, you have certainly already noticed this at the pump um, if you've been doing any driving of any sort. The... Um, Cattle market finished the day kind of mixed yesterday. We had a really good day Thursday last week, and then we've been kind of mixed since then. So uh, we'll see what develops here today. In the outside market's fairly quiet. The U.S. dollar is marginally lower. The S&P is up five. The Dow's up 16. Um, bonds are up a little bit. Precious metals marginally higher. Crude oil uh, still pretty strong, up 56 cents, 81.08 in the uh, November WTI contract last trade. Uh, remember, guys, report this morning at 11 a.m. Central. Uh, I will talk to you same time tomorrow.